This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! I wonder if that would have made me like that movie. Probably not. I, I still like that movie. I thought it was so weird that you didn't, but whatever. I, We're not I here like, to talk about that movie. I like parts <laughs> of that movie. I like most of that movie. I just don't like I think it's fat. I think it's got a lot of fat. Speaking you know of movies that have fat have trim. <laughs> I'm glad we both thought that. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. I love The Dark Knight Rises. I do. I love it as well, and I think it is the most ambitious of the three. I don't think it quite succeeds with its ambition at all times. I will, I will say that this movie started off quite the same way where, I, where having rewatched it now after Game of Thrones, I was like, Oh, I can't wait for this motherfucking CIA agent to die. Die, bitch. A lot of Game of Thrones that you wouldn't expect. No, yeah. Going back to this. Yeah, but when I saw Peter Baelish, I'm like, I wish they'd have thrown your ass out the plane, motherfucker. He does die. I mean, he kind of gets it worse, doesn't he? Yeah, but... (laughs) Look, look. I'm not not for making people suffer. As soon as I sink them, I put a bullet in that motherfucker's head and get it over with. Also, uh, he's not only Peter Bailey, he's Carcetti. Mayor Carcetti uh-huh. from The Wire. Oh, so I've I never, never watched, watched The Wire. The Wire yeah. I, and you know, it's, I think it's all of you owe it yourself to watch The Wire. And I've been Fucking meaning watch to get The Wire. It. It's, it's, I, I don't uh, want to say I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure what, should we or should we not watch The Wire? You should. You know oh, okay. It's, it's one of the shows. I mean, I mean, I know that I should because I know it's one of those shows that's like considered one of the greatest TV shows so, of all time. I put, yeah, I put it off for so long because of how hyped it up and how built up, and everyone's like, "No, no, you got to watch. It's the greatest thing." And uh, my cinematographer I work with all the time, he finally got to the point where he's like, "Look, you need to see this. It's the best thing HBO's ever done. It's but it's probably one of the best." things ever made like just written performed it's you have to watch it i was like okay so we spent a summer going through watching it together and it's it's honestly the only thing i've ever watched that not only lived up to the hype the the hype didn't sell it enough like it's just every character is amazing the writing the performing it's like decently shot it's not really a showy like impressive looking show it's kind of gritty but just the way the storytelling in it folds like season one you just follow like a slight group of characters and then season two it kind of moves to the docks and follows a bunch of new ones while keeping the other ones from before and then season three same thing it just each season expands and adds on like 10 new characters while keeping most of the previous ones going so by the time you get to season five it's just this huge mosaic showing kind of baltimore and life and of the drugs and the cops and how inner city life works and it's just so amazingly good you know it's interesting i had a a somewhat similar situation where i had a buddy that i'd hang out with after work some days uh and we were just like drink beer sit at his at his place watching tv and he just he he would put on like random stuff uh for us to watch and i was never particularly interested in watching deadwood because i don't like westerns i'm just i've never really been a western guy uh, but he put it on and I was like, all right, well, if he wants to watch Deadwood and I, I sat at his place till like 2 a.m. watching Deadwood. Like we, I was like this fucking show. <laughs> yeah. It's, have you seen the, uh, uh, have you seen it all? Have you seen the f- movie yet? 
I haven't actually. I haven't finished oh. the entire series, and I, I, I meant to go back and do it. I just I, it's I, HBO shows are so hard to get a hold of, you know, unless you have HBO. Because uh, uh, they're so expensive. Thing? They're on there. Do you, do, are you They're saying on what? you also need my uh, HBO Crave? Go password? Do I have what? Oh, his HBO password. Watch The Wire, then Deadwood. Oh, The Wire is on Prime, so I have I have it on Prime. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Okay, we don't need to talk about Dark Knight Rises. Let's stop now and you go watch The Wire. <laughs> We're going to do but a I want to talk about Dark Knight Rises. The wire. <laughs> I want to talk about The Dark Knight Rises because, coincidentally, I read comics as a kid. Uh um, I, I, but I didn't go to like comic book stores. I would ever just get. I was like a grocery store comic book kid. So that's mm. why, like, I like Batman, Superman, Wolverine, Spider Man. You know, they weren't bringing the deep cuts to the to the Safeway. <laughs> they weren't bringing the deep cuts to the Safeway. They were making so. the Safeway choices. <laughs> yeah, they were making the Safeway choices. So, um, and then, uh, and then when I finally went to a comic book shop locally, I had a bad. We had like kind of like a a shitty comic book store that i went that was the closest to me um and they kind of took advantage of uh of people and so like i had like a whole bunch of the early teenage mutant ninja turtles and uh and shit and like i i would like brought them there to find out how much they were worth and this dude was like no they're not that much and bought them for me for like a really cheap price and they were like later i was like oh no those are like really expensive comics and shit and uh, and so I quit reading comics for like a whole st- long time, like probably like I don't know, like ten years. And then I started dating this girl who fucking loved comics, and um, I she so I started going with her to the comic book shop, and I'm so finally I'm just looking around, and this uh, comic book cover catches my eye uh and it's it's a nightwing comic book and i'm like who the fuck is nightwing and she's like oh that's robin he grew up and became nightwing i'm like word robin from batman and and so she so she hit me to who nightwing was and this comic book was like one of the second or third issues in the no man's land comic book series and so oh. I ended up picking up the whole No Man's Run, and that that Nightwing comic and run got me back into comic books as an adult. And so that's why I like The Dark Knight Rises, because it's based on the series that uh, kind of got me back into comics. <coughs> I can get that. I was also... I do... I was blown away when they started doing the No Man's Land stuff. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually watching like a live action adaptation of No Man's Land. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Including the graffiti on the wall of the bat symbol. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I, and I, man. Thankfully, they didn't have a scene where Jim Gordon's wife gets murdered by the Joker and they find her body as it's being crawled on by innocent babies. There's a man. No man's land got fucking weird, didn't it? <laughs> oh man, I remember that. I was like, God damn, the Joker's fucked up. Oh um, man, where to begin with Rises? It's such a like Rises is such a massive like it's 
Nolan trying to do a David Lean film. Who's like David Lean? Cute, uh, Brit- British director who does like big sprawling epics like uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai. Um, pretty sure Lawrence of Arabia was then. I should have had this open before I made this reference, so I sounded smarter than I am. But he's known for big, I think Dr. Chivago, very big, sprawling epics that kind of traverse a lot of ground in character and time. I think my favorite thing was that you said movies I've never seen before. You haven't seen um, Dr. Chivago or Lawrence of Arabia or Bridge Over the River Kwai? No, why would I? You know, I would make fun of Arabia. Me, but I also haven't seen them. You should all watch Lords of Arabia at least. It's it's really good. Mm. It's got one of the best edits of all cinema history. It cuts from a match being uh, blown out to the summer sky over Arabia, and it's. I, I mean, it's I, truly I, just, great. I just feel like I don't want to insult you, but I'll I'll really be like watching a movie and be like, man, look at them edits though. Uh, also, I. I know you're not much of a podcast guy, so but you've known Poet for a long time. I feel like you should know this. Yeah. Every uh, I'm gonna say ninety percent of the time when I'm like, "Hey, I saw this thing or I played this game and I really liked it. You should check it out, Poet." Ninety percent of the time, he's like, "Uh, pass." I, I have been, I have been friends with Poet. I do know my my I recommendations are not always gonna go on. They're gonna fall on deaf ears. And I know it's it's just weird to me that it's one thing to be like, I really like this movie. Ah, that doesn't sound interesting to me. Okay, I've told him things before where I'm like, this is the best blank I've blanked this year, and he will still be like, Nah, I'm good. Do we need to go down the list of things I've said you need to watch that you haven't watched? It's but the difference is I'm interested in watching them. It's the timing. <laughs> That's true. I'm not interested in watching none of the shit you be talking about. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, back to my point was it was uh, more. It was like it's no one trying to do a big sprawling epic. I'll, I'll take it. We're never going to talk about the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, we're going to get to three hours in and be like, all right, guys, we're just going to do an episode of Dark Knight Rises later. So I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i start from the beginning. The opening scene and the op- the in, the uh, introduction of Bane, I think, is excellent. Yes. You know, I, I mean, and, I, it's, I, bit, I think it's... I like the voice. I, I like, like the voice, voice. also. It's, yeah, I, I, again, I never had a problem uh, with voices, either Batman's or Bane's. Um, I like I like Bane. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a fan, I'm a Tom Hardy fan, so uh, uh, I was probably more inclined to just being whatever Tom Hardy did. I was just like, all right, buddy, let's do this. Yeah, like I like Hardy quite a bit. Um, he was great in the role. He's very scary. Like he, I think yeah. he's very intimidating uh, and oddly charming. Uh, yeah. He was put in a such a difficult position. Yeah, it's like you follow know. follow Heath Ledger, who not only did a great performance, died immediately after the role. One was the second actor ever in the history of the Oscars to win a posthumous Oscar. Know who the first one is? No, no, no. it's uh, from Network. I think it was. What was his name? Oh, you should have had that open too. So I you should have. have I'm pulling it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like it. Like, I know I who that is. Neither do it's, I. <laughs> it was Peter Finch. It's either Peter Finch or Willie Holden. Who, who died right after? Willy Wonka? Yeah. 
You can edit all this out of the episode, right? I'm not going to. No, no. Not this, uh-uh. <laughs> this is going in. And uh, normally I would complain about that, but I'm going to be on his side. Peter I thought it was Peter Finch, but I didn't want to say that would be wrong because I thought it could be Willie Holden. But yeah, it was Peter Finch. He was the first ever actor to win after he died, and Heath Ledger was the second. And I think under the circumstances, not even under the circumstances, I think that as far as his performance goes, Tom Hardy fucking nails it. He does. He's so He's just so quotable. He's so scary when he needs to be scary and funny when he needs to be funny. Two bullets in the film. He's the good one. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like Marion Cooliard. I think she's good in the role. I think she performs it as best she can. I think it's written so badly. I think so, too. I also think that it hurts Bane's character because you spend your entire movie with this guy who is the bad guy who you grow to appreciate in some way. And then suddenly in that last few moments, he just becomes kind of just like, oh, well, he's he's sort of just a lackey. Yeah, he's he's like second in command. And that, you know. And like the, the doing the mystery of like, oh, she's not Talia. It's it's we're not going to reveal it till the last. It just it undercuts a character a lot. It undercuts all the tension in the movie. So when it happens, you're like, wait, it's not a twist that makes you go, oh, holy shit, that's cool. It's a twist of really like it's a it's the twist that the only people that might think it's cool are people that like the character of Talia Al Ghul. They're like, oh man, that's neat. Yeah, but, but from the perspective cool. of the movie by itself, you're just kind of like, seriously, she was bad the whole time, like. If you didn't know who that character was, and I think it it's acceptable to say most of you, just kind of like that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I it, it's, uh, guess is the Talia Al Ghul fan that I liked. It. I I do like Talia Al Ghul, but she yes. just wasn't a particularly well written Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, she's uh, the intelligent badass that you know is Bruce's true equal. She was just kind of like. <sighs> it didn't make sense for the tone of the film. Like it was just another thing that was kind of thrown in there on top. I think it rises. Biggest problem is it just feels long and bloated. Yeah. There's and a lot of stuff that feels like it could have been cut. And like you watch him rise twice. Like he starts, it starts off with him old and broken and then he gets better and goes out to be Batman again. And he's his back broken in the coolest fucking scene ever. And then, like, that fight is so good. It is. And then... Let's not stand uh, on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Yeah, then he gets sent back to jail. And then he gets better, and he goes back to be bad. Like, it just we have the two rises, and it just feels like... The time jump is such an odd choice, because it just starts the film off in this weird, like awkwardness when like to compare it to Dark Knight that movie starts off and just goes right away it's very propulsive this one kind of starts off and it's pretty slow for a while yeah after that first opening scene you know yeah, there's the opening scene like... then it slows down then you get the really great stuff with Catwoman who again Anne Hathaway I really really like her in this hey I, I remember when they cast her I was like no I was like, I thought, I thought, you know, she would be really good as Batgirl. She's just too nice of a person to be Catwoman. And in that scene, when you first see her and him together, and she does that little subtle move with her body, and you're like, I was like, instantly, again, talking about introductions to characters, 
I think this was a fantastic introduction for Catwoman. Because yeah, she's, she's like, you're just like, oh, she's just a maid. And then she's just like, she just does that. It's so subtle, the movement she does with her body. But it's it's in, immensely powerful because you're just like, oh, this is somebody totally different. And when she kicks the fucking chain out from Batman, classic. That and that in the scene when he goes to find her, uh, and like and they're dancing, and he goes to get the pearls back. That at least feels like an attempt at getting like a genuine romantic connection between the two, compared to like his other romantic interests of like Rachel Dawes or with uh, who we find out not is not Miranda Tate. Um, Yeah, he like ends up uh, back with her at the place and like. Well, that was kind of unexpected. Yeah, I guess that just happened. But with Catwoman, at least, it's like, I feel like there's a genuine build there. I think of all the, you know, there there is a, 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 a constant in these movies of female characters not being particularly interesting or well-written. The best one, by far, is probably Selena Kyle. Yeah. E- easily. Like, and, she, and it's... I would say mostly due to Anne Hathaway's performance. Like oh, her performance is the, amazing. Like the yeah. bar scene where she screams, freaks out, uh, freaks out. Oh my god! And oh, so the minute they walk by, just stands out, walks out. Yeah. She every scene she's in, she's great. Like it's. Uh, I mean, and a, her like her fighting with that guy and trying to get the gun in that, get the clip in that gun so she could shoot the fucking bartender and then like caps the other guy and then like and then goes right into instantly like oh my god. Yeah, I mean, later when she fucking attacking, nails uh, it. Ben Mendelsohn, and, he, and it's like, you dumb bitch. Like, no yeah. one's called me dumb before. It's like, oh, yeah. you're just every... Which, Nolan is not a very, uh, like, sexy director. In all of his films are pretty cold, and there's not a lot of, kind of, like, just attraction or sex appeal. It's not something he puts a lot in, and... Catwoman is, and I'm gonna put that entirely all on Anne Hathaway's performance. Like, she's just kind of is alluring in her way she plays it yeah. all the way through, even though the films are still very cold and, you know. Yeah, clinical. and between her, between the performances in this movie, like I said, they did, they were following up, you know, such a well-received movie. You know, people love The Dark Knight so much. I think if this movie, if, if it had been written a little bit better, if, you know, there, if the issues had been as... It could have been on on par, if not better, than The Dark Knight, if based solely on the performances. I think everyone. Yeah, like just if it had have just it. been like, if he had have taken out, and as much as I do really like Marion Cotillard, if he had have taken her character out, and taken um, pulled back some of the extended Gotham stuff with Ra's al Ghul, like just had it be about Bane trying to take over, Catwoman's caught in the middle. Yeah, because that. I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, <laughs> like you could have had the whole story. Yeah, no, I, I'm like I'm just kind of thinking it through. It's like there's would you have it kept, could have been a lot uh, tighter. Would you have kept Scarecrow what? stuff in there? Yeah, Scarecrow works. Yeah, again because I Death like by exile. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, get, I mean he's not really he's sort of he's sort of yeah, he wear the mask, but that's fine. Like he's just again I like that actor, so I'm fine with him. But that's it. As much as I like that actor, you know, as much as I like that those little moments, that's another example of something that wasn't really needed in the movie. That's the kind of thing that like, if you had taken that out, you would have cut some fat, fixed a little bit of the pacing, you know? And like, uh, 
See, I, it's weird I, I, like I, the sun going down during the uh, uh, whole like Wall Street takeover where they go under the bridge and they come out as nighttime. Like watching it this time, they are trying to show that it's sunset when it's happening, but they really could have handled it a lot better, I think, because it yeah. feels very jarring. If you're like watching, like, did that chase go on all night? <laughs> it it really is just like a lot of little things that watching it this yeah especially i tried not to compare it you know at least as far as you know there are two ways to look at that this movie i think when you know one would be by itself the other would be as a part of a of a story that it goes over three movies and i and tried weird, it works well as both but for very different reasons. Yeah, and I and, and you know, as much as I like you know a lot of dialogue moments in the first two movies and a couple of times in this movie too, there are also some that really don't stick. Like it's like what that doesn't re- uh, the when the when you know uh, I forget his name already when when Bane kills the dude with the money who you know dagger is dagger, like think, dagger yeah. yeah he's like you're Talos from uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? Why is he saying? Like, I, it, it's just really jarring and doesn't really fit with what's when going he, on. When, what happened? When he said what now? What part? When he what? when he calls Bane pure evil. Oh. Uh, and he it's says like, something certain, else too in that scene where there's I'm like, a lot of lines that feel like this is here to set up the character, and it's not like actually what that character would say. Yeah, and then you know one of the the one line that always stuck out to me that I hate and I still think is terrible is like you know you have that moment Batman comes back. It's Batman and Bane. They're about to fight. The police are fighting with the bad guys in the background. There's all this shit going on. And Bane is, it says his like, yeah, oh, you came all this way to die. And it's his first time seeing Bane again. His response is, no, I came to stop you. Really? That's your comeback? That's the best? And w- what's funny is I was really Batman has, is, hold on, is Batman known for his witty replies? It doesn't have to be witty, but that's just really it's not bad. dumb. Tell me where the detonator is and then you have permission to die. That was that's awesome. A, yeah. That when he follows it up with a few minutes later with that, that's a great fucking line. I'm like, yeah, get him, Batman. But yeah. I, I if what's funny is I actually don't I thought that line this time watching, I was like, oh, that's not a good line. I, I, I guess like, it's word, good, but it's also good like, because it follows up it, it follows up the really terrible Where is it? Yeah, like, and you know Going That's the back time to the, I don't to the like voice. the bat voice. Yeah, that one I, scene is like ooh. The the I only time now. the only time I the only time I had a problem with the bat voice was specifically in this movie, and it's at the end when Jim's like, "Don't you want people to know who you are?" And he's just like, "A hero is anybody, even a guy who puts a jacket on a small child, and he lets them know." Hold on, it's really hard doing this voice this long. <laughs> Oh, why is this dialogue? Chris, can we shorten this up, please? Oh, Christ. Christ. I'm Bruce, I'm Bruce Wayne, Jim. I'm Bruce Wayne. I got to go save the city. Look, it's blown up now. It's this dialogue. I should have went with a different voice. <laughs> I was I was happy with that because I was honestly just excited with the fact of like finally Jim Gordon, who's supposed yeah. to be this great detective, puts it together. <laughs> I was like, are you seriously the last to know? 
I was telling Liz, I'm like, I think, like, if his wife cheated on him, I feel like everyone in the city would know until he was the last one. Oh, and then he'd be like, oh, like, there's, that would be a good, you know, Well, you know, but, but you know what? <laughs> that is not unbelievable to me based on, especially with this rewatch, based on Batman Begins. Because when that when uh, when his when his partner comes in, he goes, "You want to taste?" And he's like, "Nah, man, I don't. You know, I don't, whatever you want to do is fine." He's so used to being a turtle with his head in the shell that he, you know, plausible deniability. I he, he took the money. I don't know anything about it. I didn't take no money. Don't come talking to me about none of that shit. So that to me is not that unbelievable. No, that's fair, and you know, I'm, it's not point. something yeah. that I would honestly complain about. It doesn't bother me watching the movie. Yeah, I'll make jokes about it, sure, but oh, I make jokes about it reading the comics for him too. to say that line just by like the reading, like saying as simple as putting a coat on a young boy's shoulder in his normal voice. Yeah. Like he's telling him who he is. Wouldn't he just say that as Bruce Wayne? Then be like, "Gotta go," and hey. fly off. I can't lie, I get teary-eyed every time he says that shit, though. It's I know, right? It's, there's but, so many things that, like, so watching awesome. this movie, you know, like, I know he's not dead, but I'm still like, oh my god, Alfred. <laughs> right? Hey, but this, hey, oh, but man. that, but that, that scene follows maybe one of the worst shots in the entire series. And it's the shot from inside, the, and I thought it in the movie, and I thought it again. It's the shot from inside the truck. After it's crashed and and uh, Talia is giving her bis her a uh, dying speech and it's just the look of like Gordon Catwoman and like Batman almost looks like he's like leaning in and it just it's such a weird looking shot of these like two people in these like costumes and then Jim Gordon but it's it's always made me laugh just the way because it just looks so like. It's like one of those moments where I, I get took out of it because it looks too, I don't know, it doesn't look as Wasn't realistic. Wasn't Daylight, which is weird to see Batman in anyway? No, yeah. I, I liked it. I liked that we got to see Batman. One, I like we got to see Batman in snow, and I like that we got to see Batman during the day. Because this is one of my I, things that I was talking about earlier with would these be different with after the Marvel movies? The success where we've where we've seen and realized the success. No, what I mean is, I mean the pulled out aspect because one of my favorite parts of the the interrogation scene is like when Batman grabs the chair and and moves to put it in the door, and you see Batman in full regalia with the cape kind of pulling. I want to see my Batman in full in full form. I don't want to see just the upper half of Batman. You know what I mean? Like, I like seeing the pulled out aspect. And, and, and I think the Marvel movies do a good job of showing us full-bodied action where you're seeing your heroes in their glory. And I, I would like more of that in my Batman. And I think that's why the fight scene in Batman vs. Superman in the warehouse is such a great Batman scene because we're seeing Batman in full uh, regalia, cape flying, gadgets being used. It's not this up close, tight, 
where you're just kind of seeing the, the – You see that you know, in Dark Knight, though. You see that no, in Dark Knight you, in the, the it, office it, scene it, where he, he kidnaps yes, Lau. You see yeah, that yeah, in no, it, all yes, the fights and rises. Also, I matters. like that scene in Dark Knight. Like, I like that scene in Batman v Superman way better when I was playing it in fucking Arkham City. Yep, like, yep. It's, well, I never played those games. That scene's in Arkham City. Oh man, I mean, those I, games are I great. Played, those, those I, are some I can't games remember which ones. I I played like the first one to completion. Night's the best. Like I just finished Night. It's the best one. I think. But all all the rest, I just stopped playing it's, just so I could fly around the city as bad. It's just more that that scene looked like a video game, and it was just. I, I got you. It. Yeah, I. You know. I don't have a problem with with Batman in the day. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that scene though, because I remember thinking like, so she crashes this truck. She's like in the front seat, which you would oh, think yeah, is designed no, to be like. She's definitely not going to survive that. Oh, yeah. definitely not giving like, But, but Jim Gordon is in the back. Oh my god! Fucking nuclear bomb and perfectly fine. <laughs> Bruh, that kills me every time because she is once she should be absolutely destroyed. When she comes out, and that dude, but and the fact that she's not, but she's obviously gonna die, and that dude only comes out holding his arm. Ah, yeah, hurt my arm a little. I don't bit. even remember him holding his arm. He, I thought he came you, out looking like Kramer coming into Seinfeld's room. Where he's like, oh, he no, he's holding his arm because he he broke his arm or whatever. Um, uh, but <laughs> also like Batman's that, like, I'm not because I'm not gonna kill you doesn't mean I have to save you. Cut to two movies later, yep. open machine gun fire on people <laughs> below. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta machine gun fire some motherfuckers. I don't know. I don't know. The bat hit a lot of pets. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, can we before we go any further? Do we want to talk about the controversy from this movie? Do you guys remember it? I feel like there's quite a few controversies for this movie, but what are you, what are you referring to? <laughs> the, the, the fact that from the time uh, Bruce Wayne comes back into Gotham, I mean, we have a very limited time till the bomb goes off, and he has to set up everything he has to set up, but he still manages time to uh, paint that flammable bad symbol on the bridge. I did. So like, I'm like, talking about this before. It. And I mentioned it to Liz too. I was like, can you just imagine like the scene we're not seeing where he's like up on that bridge. Getting... <laughs> oh, he's got, he's repelled like a... from the top. He's got like, you got to imagine he's in disguise. So he's got coveralls on. He's got probably like a, like one of those like, uh, low brimmed hats. <laughs> Maybe wearing, a, like wearing a big mustache. He's, yeah, he says his name is Matches. Or mustache or something. <laughs> yeah, like a seventies porn stash. And he's like painting this, that, no, that nobody else can see him doing because isn't it even on the bridge that they're protecting or no it is actually <laughs> so it's like the guys protecting it clearly don't see him and nobody there who should be they watching the in with the bat and it just has like a big spray paint gun that <laughs> the he just sprayed the bat symbol on the side oh, he also could have like paid somebody to do it i guess like, like hey go do this well, no, he's, he's broke he still doesn't have money remember like the, yeah for some reason just bankrupt him and then they don't ever address it again until the end when they're like oh yeah his like will's a lot smaller now robin how'd you feel about that that robin moment i like it a lot i think it's an interesting choice to make the entire the last film of batman be a stealth like prequel to like robin begins 
because like rewatching this time, I really noticed how many beats of his origin there are. Like they set him up, they have him accidentally kill someone with his gun when he's investigating yeah. stuff, and he looks at it horrified and throws it away. Like it's although the whole- I noticed that, but did you notice how handily he handed that shotgun when he went to go save Gordon? Yeah, but, yeah, but I think that was. I also did think he's like, you're a cop, dude. Like, you can't just throw your sidearm on this. If someone picks yeah. that up and kills it, you're fucked. <laughs> but uh, like, it, it was very much. It was trying to be his origin, which leads to the end. Which I do kind of love the like mythic status of Batman is that even though Bruce Wayne's ending, this whole movie was setting up the next one because Gotham always needs that symbol. Yeah, which yeah, it was an and I, I didn't even think of it as setting up like. You mean setting up the next Batman, right? Yeah, it's like he was building, yeah, like, like he, it's continuing the mantle. Of the, yeah, because I, I, I appreciate the fact that, yeah, you know, the downside to comics, as much as I enjoy comic books most of the time, anyway, is that they are almost, you know, they're almost always stories in the middle. You know, yeah, there's never really an ending. It was really nice, you know, regardless of its flaws. I was happy to see, like, oh, Bruce Wayne was able to move on. Uh, that's one of the things that really, you know, however I might, you know, you might feel about these, you know, this movie or any of them, this is easily the best superhero trilogy by far. Yeah. Uh, most of them fall apart by the third movie. I want to pump your brakes there. So you're talking straight trilogy. So you're saying the Dark Knight trilogy is better than the Iron Man trilogy. Yes. Captain America yep. trilogy. Yes. Thor yeah. trilogy. Yes. Very much the, so. The Avengers trilogy? Yeah, that's not really a tri- Okay, those trilogies that you just talked about are not trilogies and stories by themselves. They They're are trilogies. Of- you can watch yes. Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, and then the duel, because we all know that's one movie. But we're you all can't. Wa- we're all watching it as one movie from now on. Also, but you you kind of can't though because you're missing yeah, you parts can. from happened in other Marvel movies. No, like, they're the, the all the Marvel the Avengers films are bookends to the end of the phase. So like you need the phase before to get the full context. No, you don't. You can watch. Those yeah, you do. Standalone. And also, it's like you know, yeah, you can't yeah, like. I was so I couldn't show up them on you right there. Two and Avengers three, like I, I couldn't I, show them those four. And him not him understand what the fuck's going on in any of them hey, without the other films. Hey, like, hey, low key, I had a doctor tell me he watched Endgame. He loved that motherfucker. He ain't watched him. He ain't watched a single Marvel movie before it. He no, no, you told me he that. Have, awesome. No, not so Charlie. He had no questions. He was just like, I love that movie. That movie was great. Okay, I don't know about Joe fucking Smith or whoever that is, but you know, I. I He's neither of those people. But, but from a storytelling like, perspective, if you watch, if you were to watch Iron Man, Iron Man Two, and then Iron Man Three, you would be like, "What the fuck happened between <laughs> Iron Man Two and Iron Man Three? Because shit got crazy." <laughs> if you watch all the Thors, you're gonna be like, "Like this is not the same character. What's happening in between all of these?" Uh... Like captain america it's gonna you're gonna get to civil war and like who the fuck are all these other people yeah you know there's a that you you can't there's a spider-man and an yeah like it's, it's 
We're talking as standalone. Uh, I'm kidding. You guys like standalone. You guys really, your cackles really went up on that question. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, because I knew you were going to fucking try and be like, oh, but the Marvel movies. And like, yeah, that's not a trilogy. Uh, There's like six of them. And also, I I love all of those movies, but I wouldn't say there's a single one of those that would top The Dark Knight. No, like for I quality. That's the other uh, thing. So, you, you know, I mean, I would. I think I, don't I know, agree. I, got, I don't know I, if I, I would say top it, but like, Infinity War and Endgame are on my desert island with the Dark Knight. <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't take. I might take Endgame. I definitely wouldn't take Infinity War. But oh, uh, no, I'm definitely taking Infinity War. I would take Infinity War just to watch with Endgame. Um, but. I, I, like, I wouldn't say any of them, like, get to... That's the other thing. Like, Begins, Dark Knight, and Rises to Extent are kind of on a different level quality-wise. Like, they're just a different type of storytelling in film. Like, the Marvel ones are great. This is not a knock on them, but they, like, they're just kind of these fun, like, adventure films, sort of. And yeah, I mean, I think there are exceptions. Uh, you know, Marvel, I think like, if you take... You know, say like Ant Man, yeah, no contest. Of course, the dark the Dark Knight films are better than Ant Man, but you know, I think saying. Couple, couple I mean, I think I think we I think we can all agree that Civil War Civil War is probably the closest, or not. I don't uh, not not Civil actually, War. I meant Winter Soldier is probably. Yeah, I was gonna say Winter Soldier, to, the uh, first Iron Man to, movie, to sta- standing up to the. No, I mean, to standing up to the to not standing up to, but you know. In comparison to the Dark Knight, I would look. I would say more for Marvel. I'd give it to Black Panther, Thor, Ragnarok, and hmm, maybe Guardians Two. Yeah, maybe Guardians. Um, Not Guardians Two. You guys are fucking crazy. That movie's trash. Yeah, you're. See, what did I tell you? It's either trash or it's great. (laughs) No in between. Um, Uh, That's you know I'm joking because I like a lot of that movie. I just don't. Yeah, no, like I, like I don't like. There are parts like the parts I don't like. I. Or for you know nitpicky reasons. Yeah, well, we can go into for the going back to the trilogy question though. Like you can, we can go further with this. Like I think it's up there as one of in the top pantheons of like film trilogies, like for oh, quality yeah. across the board. Like you, you've it's up there with like the original Star Wars, indie, Lord of the Rings. It is a it is a great. I can you say Godfather, but that has three. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great character piece on you know HBO is really you motherfucker of, yeah i don't care about you <laughs> do you know if hbo does a version of the godfather that's just one long Godfather? yeah I, I i've had this argument people people keep telling me to watch i'm like no i i just i the saga edition i know of it it's i no, it feels I, wrong I, to me. i've never i was like what the fuck is this it was weird i've never i've watched bits but, of but all ta- of those but movies tack was I've making a point he, no, he wasn't. Uh, apparently, he was it doesn't. Just randomly on, rambling on like. I was gonna was say, so- uh, it's such a great character piece of, you know, from beginning to end, from beginning where Batman begins to the end of The Dark Knight Rises, for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and like, it's not something that you really get out of a lot of not not uh, not only superhero movies, but I think just movies in general, uh, to see like that that change in a character of like, okay, he's, he's, he's gone through this horrible thing and he's able to do something great with it and then move on. 
Yeah, the whole thing is kind of him getting over and dealing with the loss of his parents. And the last film is him, like, finally moving on from that. And it's really nice to see, especially because the the only other option, of course, would be, like, he's going to die as Batman, which is why I believed it. You know, the yeah, first time it, seeing it, I was like, they, they are, they're going to fucking kill him because it's the only like, way. It's like, everyone's like, this is the definitive end to this Batman. It's like, well... If Batman's alive, he's gonna keep being Batman. He can't stop. So, and that's then this film did show that. Like, I guess that's why they did the time jump and showed him as old man Bruce for a bit was kind of going for the idea of like this Batman as he was at the end of Dark Knight. His only ending was death, or like was just dying as Batman, where he either was killed in a fight or just aged out. Like he would never stop. And it's nice to see that he will. And, you know, there are people that are purists who are like, Batman would never stop being Batman. It's like, well, look, this is there are different versions of these characters. You don't have to agree with them. You you don't have to like, you know, this this particular version. I think that it's a great interpretation of the character. and And it really made me happy to see like this this character that I like in so many different forms actually have a happy ending in one of them. Do you remember that some people thought that they questioned whether or not Alfred was really seeing them? Or if it was, like, his imagination or whatever? Do you remember that Alfred's going senile? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't... I can't remember if this was before or after Inception. And I wonder if they were just like, well, Inception was Inception, so maybe this isn't... Maybe he's Inception. Like, they didn't believe that he Uh. saw... Christian Bale and Anne Hathaway. Like, I get that he would see Christian Bale, but why would he then superimpose Anne Hathaway's character, who he met, like, what, the one time at the when he sent her to go, you know what I mean? Go yeah, maybe he dinner? just wanted Bruce to be happy. I do like so, when Lucius Fox is like, oh, I like your girlfriend. She's like, he'd be so lucky. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, again, she was fantastic. Yeah, it's a... There's so much to like in Rises too, which I, I know we spent a lot of the shitting on it, and it. I, I was talking to a friend earlier today because I was watching, I was texting him through. He's like, "Man, the ending in this film just keeps going. <laughs> like the last hour is kind of a slog." It has good points. It, it, it like, really oh. is, uh, and I think a big part of that, aside from just the pacing, is that there's a lot of issues by that point in the movie with what exactly the motivation for Bane is, you know, for somebody that, you know, for as great as a character, you know, as the way that he plays it, it gets so convoluted. We're like, what, what exactly are you trying to accomplish here? And now there's, now it turns out there's this Miranda Tate thing. It's, it's really weird. And it kind of hurts the, it it hurts the character and it kind of hurts the movie and where it's, where it's moving. Yeah, no, what I was I said to a friend was just like, it's kind of, it's like 90% a great movie, like almost on the level of Dark Knight. But the problem is the 10% that's not just casts such a shadow over it that by the time you get to the end, you're just like, well, this is weird. What, why is this happening? Like, Yeah, it's like, and the parts that don't work, I think are just, just placed enough, they're placed timely enough in the movie to where you're like, you almost forget about them where you're like, oh, this is getting good. And then something happens and you're like, uh, okay. Yeah, 
even the ending too, it's he's kind of weird and it goes into this weirdly dramatic. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb, and you're kind of that was a weird, bizarre ending. And then it's so good when they get into the final montage of like showing all the characters, and you know Blake rises up and the credits come up. You're like, yeah, that was awesome. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Fuck both you guys. So now that we've talked for hours, uh, I feel like we should get to Dak's questions. And uh, you oh, really yeah. want to get to his questions. All right, let me pull him up. Here we our, go. Our resident first, question asker. First question out the gate. Here you go, lads. These questions wildly run off the assumption that you all you liked that you all liked all three films. Guess what, Dak? Spoiler alert: These assholes don't. What? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure all, the best trilogy. We all do, but I can't quite remember. All right. We, the, the words, the best trilogy in film. <laughs> yeah, the last argument we had was against you saying they were better than any of the Marvel films. I didn't say I didn't say they weren't better than the Marvel films. I just wanted to bring up uh, the Marvel films. Uh, all right, first question. How well do each of the films stand up today over 10 years later in the wake of all the comic movies that have come out since? Both as a series and as standalone films. I think we all agree they do age well. You guys obviously hate Rises, but you're both wrong. Uh, as series, standalone, it's the top. It's the bee's knees. Yeah, like they, they hold up well. There's not a lot that's aged. There's like few little things, but that's with any film. Like it's just, they're still great. Yeah, I think so. Really, the one thing that sticks out to me as far as not aging great might be uh, in Begins with the the microemitter, but that's a, that's a tiny thing that I mean I can. Hey, hey back to Begins. I, you want to talk about something that doesn't age well? When he when Alfred carries the drugged right out of the house. I was house thinking that. And shoves Every it time that happens, it's the worse for the wear. And, and those just people like, are just looking on. I'm just like, oh, this is not a good look. It's like, what what kind of joke were you going for there? Like, yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you got to say something when you get caught like that. Or, I don't know. I don't know because I've never been in that situation. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's not relatable. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they hold up both in the compared to other comic book movies. They've inf- they've been very influential, not always in the best of ways, but I still think they're up there as uh, like the Dark Knight, especially, is up there as a, the high watermark of comic cinema. Like I would put it up with the Avengers and Logan and other great ones. Yeah. Really, your thoughts? No, I I agree. Right, yeah, two. I think that's what I was. <laughs> question right. the the next question. Question number two. Second question. A B two B. No way. All right. What is your favorite individual moment from each film? Ooh. Let's see. I think for me, it begins. It has to be. God, that is a tough question. Because there's so... So many good ones in Begins. Yeah. 
Bill, you got any thoughts or are you thinking? Uh, I think I'm going to have a lot of dead air. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I read these questions <laughs> earlier today. Uh, I, I know yeah. I even read them earlier and I'm still thinking, um, I, I'm I trying to say keep for, in mind. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Charlie. I would say for begins as much as there's so many great lines and like, didn't he get the memos up there? It's probably when he makes the f- first batarang and you see him grinding it and throwing and the, the shot of it stuck in the wall. It's just this, there's this great moment of the score kind of starts to swell and you're just like, Oh, this is, this is it. He's becoming Batman. Like, this is it. Uh, for me, I think I'm going to go with, uh, the scene after his parents' funeral and everybody's leaving and he's looking out the window and Alfred tries to talk to him and then he breaks down. He's like, it was my fault. And then Alfred like comforts him. That's a great little moment that, a lot of superhero movies, especially at the time, wouldn't take the time to put in. Uh, you would just kind of, they would just kind of accept the fact of like, okay, you know the story, but that that's a great little moment of like, you know, truly taking a second to be like, yeah, this is, this is, a, this fucking kid is dealing with this. And also it gives Alfred a character moment of like, he's more than just the butler. Like he is this kid's guardian. Uh, yeah. I really, I really like moments like that. You know, there's so many moments uh, that I kind of want to say, but I think, I think probably Bruce coming uh, back to Gotham and um, Alfred tricking him up and just the whole bit about, I didn't know how to bring you back from the dead. And him, you know, him being like, hey, well, you can borrow the rolls if you want. Just, you know, bring it back with a full tank. I think that, that I think that scene is like the scene where it was just like, I was just like, it was like where, like, I just felt like I'm grabbing my, I'm grabbing my seat. I'm grabbing my armrest. I'm like, all right, we're, hold on. Here's where we're going. Like, we're getting, like, this is like, you know what I mean? I don't know, like, it. I I also realized I picked the wrong choice. I know uh, my actual favorite moment it begins. I didn't say thank you. You'll never have to. Oh, that's a good one. I was also thinking I do really like the scene when he shows up uh, to save Rachel uh, and Scarecrow takes off the mask. He's like, oh, he's here. (laughs) I I, I like that. Oh, I was thinking of the first time he uh, he saves Rachel. When she oh, fucking, yeah, just she shoots him with the fucking uh, thing, and he just sits there with oh, yeah. sparking, <laughs> and then he just the, the casual brush off that he does with it is such a great visual. It's uh, just like you know, I know I'm showing you this is no longer important. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. So favorite moment from Dark Knight? I mean, I got. I mean, I just don't know how I can go with anything other than the very fucking beginning because that that beginning scene is like it's like the Dave Chappelle show when uh, they started the show off with the Clayton Biz- Bigsby sketch. Like we're let I'm letting you know the ride you're in on. You know what I mean? Like you're just like. You're watching that scene and you're just like, oh, I don't know if I'm prepared for what's about to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good. I, I'm gonna go with the interrogation scene. That's just, I love it so much. It is a great scene. That that would be mine too. I, I kept thinking of others. Even when you said the interrogation scene, I was quickly like, "Shit, can I think of another one quickly?" And no, it's every second of that interrogation scene is perfect. It's just, it's one of my favorite scenes, and I've literally just put that on sometimes. Like I don't have time to watch the whole movie. I can just put in that one. <laughs> And then rises. Rises. I mean, I think the the fight, the first fight with Bane. Yeah. The I mean the, the build-up like, with that with him and Catwoman, Catwoman fighting Catwoman. in the hallways. The yeah. callback to begins where she's like, Who's behind you? And like, me. It's yeah. it's just that's great. And then you have that amazing fight with no score, just oh, that would so, probably be mine. It's so brutal. I mean, and then when he I mean, all the, the like, the, his, like, when he throws the fucking explosives and he's like, theatricality and. Yeah, he doesn't even flinch. It just blows up all around flinch. him and he's just like, really? That's but what you're we, doing? But to the uninitiated, but we are initiated. It's such a great, great yeah. scene. And, and, and like, and if, like, I was thinking about it, if, like if I could see any piece of memorabilia, the the broken cowl that he holds, I would love to see that piece of like memorabilia. I, I have a Batman mask that was like just a kid's one that I bought for some uh, joke, and it like it was for some quick video shoot for Uncon, I think, and it was this. It got put in a box and it cracked. Exactly like how the it's just like the ear going down to the eye. Awesome. Like, oh, this is so cool! I should hang this up. I, I f- forgot to say it earlier. If, speaking of memorabilia, I have one of the badges of from Rises, one of Blake's badges, John Blake. That's dope. Where he holds up. That? Yeah, uh, it was through an old friend who's a critic. He worked for DC. He's like, oh yeah, we could. They we had these. They were giving out these props, and I got one. It was like, well. So technically, I don't have this. It's a replica, but it was a unofficially for the listeners of this podcast. It's one of the screen used badges of John Blake. It's so cool. That's awesome. I have it hanging over my desk at, at my folks right now. Fuck that! Nice. I have that motherfucker on a chain, and I'd wear it around like I was an undercover cop. And then, of course, I'd be arrested for pretending to be a cop. I don't know. Could you could you I'm, be I'm arrested for Blake. pretending to be a Gotham City police officer, given that they're not real? I, I think they. I think that. I don't know. Wearing a cop badge is not really uh, in with my aesthetic and look. I wouldn't say. Um, uh, I think what, my favorite, favorite, you know, for rises. I really like you know I I really like cool like nice character moments. Uh, so I think I'm gonna go with the. The reveal of Bruce Wayne all these years later with Selena Kyle. I really like their interaction together. Yeah. Uh, how charming she is, and just in his like, well aware of what she's up to. Like as good as she is, he's still just like, I mean, those pearls are really nice. <laughs> it's like I know what you're doing. Um, this shouldn't be open. <laughs> or or well, like, I love when he gets out of the car and he turns off all the cameras. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like uh, when he's like, hey man, I lost my ballet ticket. Oh, your wife. Uh, said you'd get a different ride home. My wife. Or, or also when, like uh, a, 
the uh, when she's uh, when she's like, I'm sorry they took all your money. He's like, No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> oh it's man, like, you're quite happy about this. Yeah, I'm and 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 that scene when she gets busted at the airport and and Blake is like, When I found you, I was looking for a friend, Bruce Wayne, and he just goes, Did they kill him? And she just goes, I don't know. That's yeah. such yeah, she, I, a gr- the look, like, and the twist. You can tell again, she's really It's haunted. a very subtle thing that she did uh, when he said, "Is he still alive?" She completely broke the character that she was playing uh, for that cop and realized on a human connection that she was just, you know what I mean? She was just like, "I don't know." Well, even the look on his, on her face, it was just a really cool moment between like they both yeah. know why he's asking this. Yeah. You yeah. know, instead of beating around the bush, it's just like is he she he knows that she knows. She yeah. knows that he knows. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, dude, it's a it's is a shame we never got a movie with just Joseph Gordon Levitt cuz he's so good as yeah. like I'm just gonna call him Grayson. Like he, he's he's Dick Grayson gonna become Nightwing. I, I that feels like the character they're most inspired by with him. Hey, I definitely would have been okay if they would have been like, "Hey, we're gonna do another uh, Batman movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt." I'd been like, "You have my money." You know they're and doing he, that also, huge mega fucking crossover on the DC TV where they're getting like actually Kevin Conroy and apparently uh, Tom oh, Williams yeah. coming back. They should just get like call Joe Squid Level. Yo, you want to put on a Nightwing suit and be in one shot? Everyone will go fucking nuts and you'll yeah. probably get a movie out of it. Like, well, not only that, but I'm I'm sure if he had the time, he'd be because I remember watching interviews with him after the movie came out when like spoilers were okay and he was like so excited to be like, we can say spoilers, right? I'm Robin. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I couldn't really talk about it, but isn't this awesome? I, and I will say, I, re-watching this, I, I've i been a fan of his since Third Rock from the Sun. So it, it's, it was such a joy re-watching it and just thinking about like him as a little kid on that show and being like, man, he fucking grew up and got to be Robin. That's so dope. Yeah. And like he's he is also a great arc in just that yeah. film of like when he's on the bridge at the end is like what these are kids like you're blowing them off through your fucking rules like he's so just impassioned and yeah and it's uh, a nice callback to where you know he gave Gordon such shit about uh, the shackles of uh, <laughs> of society I guess he was like oh I guess he was right. Yeah. yeah, like I really would like a movie of following like uh, Gary Oldman as Jim Gordon giving advice to Nightwing played by Joe Gordon Levitt. Like that'd be great. I would like a like Anne Hathaway Catwoman movie. Yeah, uh, I would love a Holly Berry Catwoman movie. Oh well, I have a <laughs> good news then, Billy. Great news. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, are you in? I have good treat? news and bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Your wish good. came true, but I, you did. we did warn you about that monkey paw. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that uh, a reference to something in the movie? I've never seen it. What? No, I've never seen it either. You don't know what a monkey paw is? No, I, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's just... It's just a cursed, like, if you make a wish and it becomes the worst thing you could imagine out of what you asked for. It's like a Halle Berry Catwood movie. That should be awesome. Uh, uh, why would you do that? 
I get. I guess I don't know this reference. The Simpsons. Oh There's yeah. Like three Halloween oh. episodes. Oh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Now Do you want to get sued? Do you want to get sued? <laughs> the shinnings. Ah. What's funny is I say that all the time because of this. When anybody, yes. whenever anybody says, brings up the Simpsons, I'm, I'm like, shh, boy, do you want to get sued? All right, question number four. Wait, Killian what happened to question number three? Oh, yeah. Question number three. What are some underrated slash overrated things about these films? Uh, You know what? I'm going to say for overrated, probably Joker, as much as I love Heath Ledger and great, the 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 fanboys who kind of go like Joker had the whole plan. He's like a genius. And the ones who like kind of follow him are so grating and irritating that they kind of make it a bit too much. Like we've spent, um, how long is it now? Nearly three hours gushing at length about these movies. And there are some Nolan fanboys who would be insufferable to have in this conversation where they just, it's the perfect thing ever. It's like, the hardcores are the most troublesome of these films, I would say. Uh, I don't. I honestly, I don't know. If I, I don't know. If, I guess I don't pay attention to stuff like that, whether it's overrated or underrated or nothing like this. It comes up a lot in like film circles. Like you're, you're it's too a cool. No, I mean I just. Well, I'm just saying, like in like film critics. No, I was like, talking about poet. But, oh. <laughs> No, I'm saying, I'm, what do you mean I'm too cool for that? I mean, He's I'm like, you don't cool. know what other people talk about. <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he doesn't listen to little people. I mean, look, I was too cool for that question. I tried to go to four. <laughs> I don't know what, like, are, like, it's hard to say what's under and overrated when we've just spent hours go singing praises with the occasional small nitpick. Yeah, I'd have yeah, to talk to somebody know, who was like, oh, I didn't like the, uh, the, dark, the uh, Batman Begins. I'm like, well, you're underrating it, sir. Let me tell you why. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat a little bit, I guess, if we're not talking about like things in the movie. Uh, as far as overrated goes, I think there are, you know, as much as I love these movies, there are people that are like, whether you're talking about most likely the dark and I like, oh, these are the best movies Christopher Nolan's ever made. I don't agree with that. It's actually, I think my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, I think his best movie. You would probably, I, Charlie, I don't know if you would agree with me or not. Maybe poet would. Uh, I think inception is his best movie. I absolutely adore that movie. Um, it's really, really, really good movie. I would, I would I probably know. say inception. Um, if, if not, uh, memento. Memento. Oh, I do love Memento. Memento really whatever it's called. Prestige is really, really good as well. Like, I really love Prestige. Uh, oh, yeah. Prestige is great. Uh, I really have a soft spot for Insomnia. Insomnia is fantastic. Like, oh, Robin yeah. Williams is creepy as shit. Yeah. That it's scene what, with Robin Williams and Al Pacino on the boat when, like, they first meet face-to-face is so good. Yeah, it's it's... It's been it's a while since great. I've seen that movie. Who's the girl in that movie? Was it um Hillary Swank? Hillary Swank. Swank. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, uh, it's like it's he's he's a really good director. Insomnia is might be his best because it is a really fucking great film. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I guess it depends on really what what are you looking for. Hmm. I that's, mean, for me, yeah. I like I like a good 
uh, murder mysteries as much as the next guy, but um, I think I, I, I got to go with a, the bank heist over a murder mystery. Yeah, like, and it's just kind of different moods. Like, sometimes I want more of a James Bond kind of heist film, so I'll go for Inception. And sometimes I want more, like, kind of creepy Victorian magician murder mystery, and I'll go for Prestige. I mean, honestly, like, if we're taking the Batman movies out, I'm probably only going to watch Inception, Memento, and then Interstellar, and... Um, uh, the prestige would kind of be. I'd probably lean more towards the Interstellar just because of the space aspect of it. But that's funny I that like you say that. I like Interstellar okay, but I don't think it's that. I I would not put the prestige behind it. I think the prestige is. Yeah. Also excellent. Prestige. Yeah, I mean, I, I think probably you're looking at technicality. Prestige is probably a better film. Yeah. Um, I like it. Interstellar was actually. I like the I, concepts of Interstellar, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I, I'm a sucker for being in space. Like I said last uh, uh, episode, I I think from a very early age, I wanted to, I was done with Earth and wanted to get off of it. See, I'm a sucker for magic. I did magic as a kid, like magic tricks and stuff. So the prestige, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> that that explains so fucking much about you, Billy. Thank you. Have I never told you that before? No. Have we known each other all these years and I've never told you about doing magic tricks? No, you've never told me you're a fucking he did magic, magic tricks. Oh, man, I bought magic kits and everything. I, they're still at my parents' house. You should, you should keep right. doing magic, Billy. All right, Doogie Hauser. All right, on, on, to, on to question four. Uh, Killian Murphy Scarecrow is the only villain to appear in all three films, yet was basically a cameo in the latter two. And the minor and the minor in the first, was he underutilized? Was it worth having him in the latter two? I would say he was underutilized in Rise. I liked how they used him in The Dark Knight. Uh, um. I don't know how much more you could have used him in the Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, like I, I felt definitely think worked. they could have done more, either done more or cut him out of the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I, I, I still like his appearance in Rises. It was a nice I mean, little it like was fine. It's definitely the most comic booky, I would say, aspect of the series, in that it's. It's the most in line. I don't know, like, that seems like something the Scarecrow would do. The only difference is he would have been wearing his mask in the comic books. Yeah, like, I don't know. I liked how just kind of at a place it wasn't weird. I enjoyed, uh, I liked how he showed up in all three. Just like he was a small yeah. kind of villain that just, it just kept the world more connected and alive. Yeah. Just he kept showing yeah. up. Like, I, I like that because I he, thought that. He's the it's Phil, also one of the only the Phil Coulson of the Dark Knight Rise, Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, like it's it's not often that you have like the same villain who's kind of a henchman villain just keep showing up with each one being like I can help. It was just kind of a neat touch. Yeah, and also I it kind of you know it helped keep in line with the fact of like you know this is the same 
story that we're doing. You know, we're still, we're continuing the story from that because that's one thing about these movies that I would say is a little off for me is each movie has like these like sort of minor characters that are like we haven't heard of these people before and it's just like they, they show up and kind of have more. I, I mean, it's a little thing and really it's a nitpicky thing that I didn't even bother to bring up before because it, it's just a personal preference, but I'm like, you know, you get to rises and there's, you know, granted it's years later, but it's like, here's this congressman. And also here's this guy who's a cop that works real closely with Gordon that we haven't met till now. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Why weren't you in the other movies at some point? And so, you know, I, I like a buildup like that of getting, you know, with the exception of, you know, granted the same thing happened with like uh, John Blake's character, but that was a fully formed character that really has time on screen to develop and has like a, a major part on the movie. The dark Knight also had to, to kind of did that with some of the, uh, some of the gangs, you know, where you're like, I, why didn't we see any of you in the first movie? Yeah. The Chechen, you know, like, who are you? Yeah. There's a That's lot of you know, things like wolves. that. Like, yeah. Little things with those characters like that kind of make them you know when you have have them over the course of multiple movies it makes the world feel more i guess connected where you're like oh yeah i remember that guy from that uh and when they just kind of show up and there's apparently you know this big deal you're like well didn't why didn't you show up before i guess you know and sometimes you know there are exceptions i'm sure i'm not saying this is a rule for every movie to me but i would have liked more of that. That was the one, you know, I, this is a long roundabout way to say it. That's why I really like seeing Scarecrow through all three movies because you're like, oh, it's that guy. I'm yeah, still here. Just a nice I'll, little touch of like kind of the villain keep coming back. Sorry, Bowie. I'll say two things about your, the thing about the gangs in the second one versus the first one. For me, that's not that big of a deal because I think in the first one, you're showing the head of the snake, right? So, you have a Falcone, you know, you take him out and then you see all the stuff that rises up after him. I think what would have been nice is if in The Dark Knight Rises, when you're in the prison scene, if we would have seen some of the gang members from The Dark Knight that got picked up, either, either maybe have the Chechen in, in prison in that scene, uh, or, you know, at least some of those gang members visibly in Blackgate who were picked up in the because of the dead act I think would have helped it uh, I guess I was just using them as an example because uh, I mean there's a lot of characters like that you know like I, what happened I, to I, Mr. Reese you know he wasn't in the first movie he didn't show up in the third uh, or like what happened to you know the you know you, you have like this news anchor uh, with Anthony Michael Hall in the second movie, is like you never really see anything of him in the first movie. You know, not even like in the yeah, background. Yeah, would have been cool like if he had a movie. news program in the background with him. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, and I know that's like that's a real, real nitpicky thing. And you know, it's super hard to get actors back. Like it's, he's a, he'll come. Yeah, next but I mean, calls like and, busy. He'll... But here's the thing: hindsight is twenty twenty in that aspect. Like, had they known, would they have done different things? You know what I mean? Oh, and, and, and also, I think that has a big the, thing with, me with Bane because Bane is like, oh, but he was in, you know, he was in the League of Shadows, but not when we saw the League of Shadows, which is okay, I get that. But then, yeah, I also never understood why was he excommunicated exactly? Because he loved her daughter, and she was a reminder of the hell that he put him through. 
part of the dialogue. No, because uh, Razo Ghul, just this afternoon, is Razo Ghul hated him because every time he looked at Bane, he remembered the horrible place that he, his wife died. Yeah. Um, basically what I said. This is the, yeah. the thing I was going back to, uh, I wanted to touch on about the Scarecrow uh, and his cameos. I think that uh, a lot of it is chopped up to Killian Murphy's performance. Had had Scarecrow been anybody else, would we have, you know, would we have cared? Because he he was very, I think, charming as the Scarecrow, if you will. I agree, and you know, you got to see a a decent amount of him doing stuff in Begins, and then it was really fun to see him again in the other two movies. It's not like in, uh, and I, I complained about this before in the past. This is a totally different thing. You remember how he shows up for like the first five minutes of Tron Legacy? Yeah. That pissed me off so much because I was like, oh shit, he's in this. He's the son of the bad guy from the first one. Fuck yeah, let's see where this goes. It doesn't go anywhere. He never well, shows I, up again. Much like think, all of that movie. I think the problem was is that he was where they were going. And so they wanted to establish him in the first movie, quote unquote. And then when that thing tanked, that's why you never heard from him again. Is there wasn't no Tron Legacy 2, which would have been like, Killian Murphy's the bad guy. Like, I mean, oh, that's... Shit. I don't Probably like true, that. But... I don't like that kind of shit, though. Like, don't yeah, set, that, don't do something like, oh, we'll leave, you know, let's set up this thing for the next movie, and when you don't even know for sure. Or if you're gonna do it, do it in a way that is not, um, it, it, it is something that is a better throwaway, a la Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man versus well, it's Killian it's Murphy it's... at the beginning of Tron Legacy. Yeah, to go like, back to if, um, if nothing happens after Iron Man, then it is what it is. But like now, you're like, if if Nick Fury would have been at the beginning of that movie, and we'd have never got another movie after Iron Man, you'd be like, what the fuck is that about? Why did Nick Fury show up for five minutes and then fuck off? Yeah, yeah but uh, to use Scarecrow as a point of this, it kind of worked better of how he was set up and begins. We actually had his character. And yeah. then when he shows up in the other movies, you're still like, oh, hey, I know this character. I know what he can do when he's full powered. It kind of works as him in like this small little bit. Yeah. And for exactly. a viewer of like Dark Knight or Rises, if you didn't have the past history, he was used in just a small enough dose where it was like, oh, this is funny and it works. So it's if you didn't know who he was, it wouldn't be like who the hell's that guy like it just kind of fit of the rises is the biggest stretch where if you don't know it's like this is odd but in dark knight it's perfect where it's just like where did he come from all right uh, question number five. five one two three four fifth the dark knight is widely seen as the best film in the series do you agree are there any things the other two films do better? Yes, I agree. No, they do not. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I think uh, uh, they do anything better. Uh, I think Charlie? the first one does. I would say, yeah, I, pro- I do agree. It's probably my favorite of the three. I don't know if it's the best, but it's probably the best. Uh, my f- producer I work with all the time, he thinks Rises is the best by far. And I'm like, that's an 
bold choice. Sounds like a guy. Oh, uh, he's one to. of those guys who I bet he also thinks Day of the Dead is better than Dawn of the Dead, and you're like, oh, really? Okay. I kind of think Day's better, but <laughs> oh god, don't be that guy. I like all three of the deads for very different reasons. I do also. I just, I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't make fun of you for thinking Day is better or anything. It's just such I just, an I like the darker. I just think I like the darker tone of it. But back to, uh, yeah, I would say Dark Knight is my favorite. I think the Begins does Gotham and Dark uh, Batman a little bit better. Like the, especially just the whole focus on him becoming the character it gets his character a little better. Um, Rises. Rise is a great Catwoman film. Yeah, I was going to say, I I agree with you on what Begins does better. I think as far as what Rises does better, uh, there's actually a female character that's like a character. Uh, so yeah. that's nice. <laughs> it's a female character who's not just, I'm here to be Bruce's motivation. Like she kind of became that, but she wasn't there for that reason. Yeah, fully. Um, all right, six. Are there any things about this series that you flat out dislike? No. Dak, I don't know why anybody would dislike anything from this trilogy. It's amazing. Rachel yeah, I don't think... <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. I like Rachel a bit. Um, nothing I mean, in I the don't film flat that out I flat dislike. out dislike. Like, I don't know, the editing... There's some weird editing choices in the first film. I dislike the pacing in Rises, but I still like the film. Uh, if we go outside the film, I really dislike the Joker fans, but and like the people that are like, this is the best thing cinema's ever done. It's like, no, it's a really good movie. This is better than any like it's, it's better than any other Oscar films. Like, they're different guys. <laughs> like, just shush. But I, I, what I don't understand is why you would even waste your time in those circles. Like these are clearly people who are don't know what they're talking about. It's popular so, discord. Like, yeah. Why don't you talk to Poet, who clearly does? L- listen here. I don't bro. know. Like, you hear I this a lot. I would kill you, but you have a little child that's about to be born, and I don't want him to have to uh, murder his uncle in vengeance for what happened to his father. After, of course, I trained him in, in, in how to murder the person who murdered his father. And, and then it turns out to be you? And then it turns out to be me, obviously, in the third act. Uh, when are we making this movie? <laughs> Charlie? Write a script. I'll look at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to question number... What are we on? Seven? Yeah, sure. If you had to guess, how differently do you think The Dark Knight Rises would have been if Heath Ledger had lived? <sighs> I don't think it would have been called The Dark Knight Rises. I don't know. I, I, it's I hard to speculate because it's there's yeah, so yeah. like and Nolan's we touched on this a little bit. Film. Yeah, like it's so hard to speculate because one, Nolan's a really like secretive filmmaker, so he wouldn't have let anything go, and he's not going to say anything now. Yeah. Like I think it's pretty clear that a there were things that they were setting up in Dark Knight to lead into more stories with the Joker, like the cops noticing that Dent said. Uh, when Gordon says, hey, Dent, when, like, there's actually a shot of a cop looking like, wait, you're talking to Dent on the phone? Uh, yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Like, there there seems to be things that were set up. I feel like, yeah, if Heath Ledger was alive, it absolutely would have been Joker as the main villain. 
they might have brought in Bane. Like, it's hard to say because, like, they made all of Rise's went afterwards when they knew Ledger was gone. And they're like, OK, we have to come up with a whole new story. So it's I think it would have been a different film. But I, I to speculate what it would be is just it's we can say a thousand different things and they're all as far fetched and unlikely. Uh, yeah, you know, it's I, speculation can be fun. I think personally for me, if they were going, if they could have done it, if the, you know, obviously if things had worked out differently and Heath Ledger was still alive, I think as far as the overall story for the trilogy, it would have worked better to have Joker in it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Especially if they had, had kept the Bane thing coming in. and I like the Bane connection with League of Shadows. If they had him being like this guy who's causing act- actual anarchy in Gotham and sort of... They still do the No Man Land thing, but then you have Joker who's kind of a wild card to both sides. And yeah, and it also, I think, would have been a nice combination. Because I feel like one of the things with Rise is because of how different you know, there's this particular different feel for really sort of all three of these movies, but especially between Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Mm -hmm. rises seems like it kind of is sort of bringing those two movies together in different ways. It really Uh, does feel like a weird bridging movie, even though it's afterwards. It's like, these are how these are actually all together. And without having the Joker, there are, you know, it's a little bit harder to have that connection for the Dark Knight. You have like the whole storyline with, with Dent but that feels like it would be. It would have been a little bit more. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit more connected with the Dark Knight if you had also been able to include the Joker with it. What? Yeah. And the quite I wonder immediately: Would there have been a time jump? Uh. Well, I mean, now you're getting into like, I guess the story, and that's. Yeah. Like the details of the story, like when you get into that, of like, what if, you know, the Joker did this, or what if Bane did that? Yeah, that fuck. Who knows. Yeah, it's, like, it's really uh, we hard have to, to finish say. this because I'm getting angry stares from my cat. All right, last question. I don't we're not know. we're not done after this question because we're we're about to talk about something else. So you can tell that cat. <laughs> I know what's going up. They can fuck right. The we fuck should wrap up. this up. It is ten thirty. All right, guys. number eight, and I'm not gonna read this how Dak wrote it. I'm gonna read it as if I'm asking you. Okay. I haven't had Dak wrote it here, too, so I might Remember count how after The Dark Knight came out and you fucking idiots all thought the accountant, Mr. Reese, was going to be, who figured out who Brett, that Bat, Bruce Wayne was Batman, would turn out to be the Riddler in the third film because of his, amaze, his name. Do you idiots remember being stupid idiots? That's how you want to play this, motherfucker? Yeah, uh, I, I do remember this. I, I, I never I fucking thought that Mr. All Reese you shut up was fucking uh, the Riddler, and you guys were fucking idiots. Now, I was the ringleader in this because I I will explain why in a sec. First off, chill. <laughs> so, it, uh, I stand behind, I think this was Nolan's interpretation of the Riddler. It was supposed to be another villain in there. It was a subtle little thing where you can watch it or not. Do this, like... It's art. It's up to your own interpretation. But to me, that is still the Nolan verse Riddler. And Here's honestly, that's I, not any more ridiculous I, than the uh, than the I'm way hitting, he did Robin. I'm hitting you yeah. with the Stanley from the Office eye roll gif right now. 
that's that's great. Now, here's why that came up and why I was such a uh, enthusiastic argument about would stand for it, especially when you got really against it, why I would be very on against you was because one of the mods on the RT site, who I won't name, uh, actually one of the admins, not mod, because I was a mod at this point, one of the admins private messaged me and said, hey, I work with blank from Ain't It Cool News, and I've spoken to Nolan, and he said, yeah, it's the Riddler. You can't tell anyone I told you. Yeah, so I, could have been fucking with me. I, well, I, 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 until until I hear it from fucking yeah. Nolan's mouth, you're all fucking idiots. And well, until I, I hear I, it from Chris, uh, Chris Nolan's mouth, you will watch. never get an apology. I thought that was the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing it's, I ever heard. So if you'll stop complaining, especially because why we're one of us we're 30 episodes deep why would i stop complaining because i'm trying to i've been because i've been trying to tell you this whole time i never not once was one of the people who thought that he was uh the riddler not one time but what did that's not okay that's important and i'm glad you're a little sane but what did you think of the people who thought it was the riddler i actually exactly what charlie said it is art it's open to interpretation uh Maybe it would have turned. I, I never sat there and was like, "Oh, these people are stupid." You know, whatever. Yeah, like I don't even think I would have turned. I hundred thought my friends were stupid. Yeah, I, I mean, he caught the Riddler in the next movie. I just thought, "Oh, this was Nolan trying to settle. like because the I'm good with calculations is another guy. He was uh, fuck, I forgot who it was. The calculator <laughs> might have been no it was someone who there's someone in the mob who like did a bunch of stuff with money and it was. I don't think it was Egghead. I feel like it might have been the calculator. It was some like really like D-list villain who was all about numbers, and someone's like, "Oh, that's probably like a reference to that guy," because Nolan does stack his movies with lots of little tiny nods and references to the Batman lore. Like the Joker's mask is the mask from the first time mm-hmm. uh, the Joker showed up in the Adam West show when he was Caesar Romero was dressed as an opera singer. The mask he wears in the bank heist is a cross between that. And the mass of clowns war in uh, Stanley Kubrick's *The Killing*. So, like, Nolan's a huge nerd and for f- like film stuff. Yeah, he, and he works. In, yeah, Mr. Zaz is in the is, is begins. <laughs> yeah, so like it, he puts in like lots yeah, of little that, tiny references. That, not that is believable because they say they call a him short Zaz. A they don't tied. say, "Hey, oh, hey, I'm." My fucking name's uh, Robert E. Nigma. I can't remember what his name is, but fucking whatever, Enigma. And he's, <laughs> and he's it's like, like it's, it's, instead he's like, oh, uh, Mr. Reese, mystery. I'm the Riddler. Not about it. The green eyes, the fractal tie, the toxin riddles, like the yeah, that doesn't help it either. Is it any more ridiculous of a name than? Edward Nigma. That, yeah, right. Ed, Edward Nigma. Robin's named John Blake in this one, so like it's uh, not. Yeah, it's not, it's really not that much of a of a joke. Yeah, so I, I, I can't I, think of a good example right now. But Charlie, be real, you've thought some weird stuff about movies before, Charlie. Yeah, I will apologize if and when Christopher Nolan. That's fair. And you don't apologize. I, I did want to say the reason why I was so like just like not backing down. I'm like, no, I'm sure this is what it is. Was because someone who had sh- 
Char. worked on IMDb, uh, like Ain't It Cool News, because it was in Austin. He was like, I've talked to them. So for me, I was like, yeah, I'm trusting this guy. So, Charlie, and, But he Charlie. promised me not to repeat. So that's why I didn't say Charlie, back in the day. You, you yeah. know I love you. I want you to know I love you. I love you, Charlie. <laughs> you too, buddy. Okay. But you are such a Canadian, and you're so gullible that you would believe this. You thought I was Kevin Smith. You thought that Kevin Smith had created a persona and was secretly uh, hiding out in this random thread on this random website to talk about comic book movies as if Kevin Smith would not have just been on the website as Kevin Smith. You make a solid point. I will also say I was like 16 when that I was going to say, this was like almost two decades ago. <laughs> that was like when I first joined the site and you were like one of my first friends on Rooster Teeth. And to be you were fair, like, I literally was just quoting Kevin Smith movies all the time. Pretty much. <laughs> saying, just adding sir at the end of shit. What's up, sirs? <laughs> Oh, man, I hope Game Bob oh, Reboot's good. Oh, man, it I'm excited fun. for it. I'm excited for it. Um, all right. Great, but we've anyway, we got more questions? We've talked about the Batman-Christopher Nolan trilogy. We've done all the questions. I We have one last thing to go over, and then we're going to call it a night. Your thoughts on the upcoming Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I'll just say this. Uh, as of last episode, I said it. I am not interested at all in this movie. I think it looks derivative of Heath Ledger's performance in a bad way. And I suspect that this movie will end with him killing Batman's parents as if he was Joe Chill in uh, uh, what's-his-name's Batman movie. Yeah, Joe. like how he played Jack Napier when he yeah, was... Yeah, Jack uh, Napier. In, uh, I, call, I called him yeah. Joe Chill, didn't I? I yeah. yeah, I was real confused. I totally like, meant Jack Napier, yeah. I just... Um, I Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm of two minds of this movie. Like, the trailer looks amazing. It visually looks really cool. Joaquin Phoenix is, like, one of the best working actors of this generation. Uh, the director's not so good. Um, who's directing it? What would I? What did they uh, do? Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah, oh, he did. The name's familiar. The Hangovers. Uh, oh, okay. Hangover, one, two, and three. It's like the, oh. it's the Joker by the director of Hangover Two, which is the thing you really need to know. But uh, that doesn't. Uh, that has actually made this entire conversation worse. I wish I wouldn't have asked this guy that last question now. I'm. I'm. I'm really interested. Like, it's a great cast, aside from Phoenix as well. The Apparently the script's leaked, and it's garbage. Uh, I know one or two people who've read it, and they've said very not good things about it. But they were all, that was the script before they started shooting, and they were rewriting every day, which in itself is not a great sign. But also, it, if they rewrote it enough to be... It could be really good, and it's such a weird fucking project that I'm willing to get, go into it with my fingers crossed and be slightly optimistic. Because who the hell thought we'd have a like Martin Scorsese produced, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Robert Goddamn De Niro, uh, Mark Maron, Francis Connolly? Like it, it's got a lot of really awesome. It's written by the person who wrote Eight Mile. Uh, like it's got some good talent behind it, and it's such a weird. 
concept to do a standalone Joker movie that despite the fact it shouldn't exist, I'm really willing to give it a shot. Cause I also think the re the best way for DC to go forward would be to do standalone elseworld films. Like Marvel's great at the cross continuity. DC tried it and it's the worst. So they should just go to standalone. And that would also separate the companies where you can have like, three different Batman movies happening or like three different Batman universe where you have like birds of prey, you'll have Batman, you have something else coming out that are all in different worlds. They're not connected. You can just enjoy each standalone. I think that's the way for them to go. Cause then they can be weirder and different with each iteration. If one works awesome, they can do more of that. If it doesn't. Okay, fine. They can go on and do a different style, but it doesn't tank the whole universe. Like Batman V Superman did originally. I think that, yeah, because I've talked about being interested in this movie. I'm always down for something new or on, something new on something old. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to the characters, like comic book characters. You know, there, there's so many different ways to interpret them in so many different ways. You, know, you take a look at all the some of the different things in the Nolan series. You know, Robin in the comics is nothing like what they did, but. You know, they, they went this strange route with it, and I, I don't have a problem with it at all. Maybe some people do. Uh, yeah, all the characters are vastly different than the comics, honestly. Yeah, I, so I don't see any issue, especially, you know, especially in film and television. They, they constantly do, like, very different versions. Look at Smallville. Like, what yeah. the fuck was going on there? And there are some parts of Smallville that I really like. There's a lot yeah. that I don't, uh, but there's, a, there's some that I really like. Yeah, and like the thing with good fictional characters get told over and over and over again. Like think of Hamlet. There's been like that, countless different versions, uh, done different ways. Like Joker and Batman, and could be told one version is not. If it's good, it'll go up there and be like, hey, this is one of the good versions of Joker. This will inspire ones going forward. And if it's bad, like we'll just forget about it. Like who the hell remembers Juggalo Joker? Yeah, and you know, I I think that there's no harm and as long as you're trying to do something else you know, and doing a standalone joker movie is, is something else maybe it'll be too much like the heath ledger joker for you know like like poet said in a bad way maybe it'll be like a, a something different in a good way who knows like I, i'm willing yeah, to give there, it the there's a lot of ways it could be bad and it likely probably will be at least one or two of them but i'm willing to give it a shot and i'm hopeful because if it sucks, it's very easy to talk bad about it afterwards and be like, here are the problems with it. I don't, I don't want to just be like, oh, this is going to be shit leading in. Like Nothing I've seen from it so far looks – that I've actually seen from the film, like the trailer and poster, look great. Yeah, I think so, the trailer is excellent. Uh, yeah. Like, Liz uh, so hasn't seen it. Uh, we went – I can't remember what movie we went to go see. Uh, it might have been Endgame, actually. Uh, but they showed the trailer for it then and uh, – Liz leaned over to me and was like, they're making a Joker movie? That actually looks really good. I was like, yeah, thank so you, like, because so many people had told me that they thought it looked awful. Yeah, like, I, I'm... Willie, I'll be the first to say it's bad if it is. Like, I'm, But I'm gonna go in hopeful. Like, I'd, I'd rather be, you know... There's so much awfulness in the world right now, not getting into everything. Like, just, I don't want to be miserable about films before they come out, you know? Yeah, especially when, you know, my my attitude about anything creative 
I want I want to like it. You know, when I go in to watch something or read something, my the goal is that they're trying to entertain you in some way. Yeah, like uh, I want to go like it. I don't I, I even Batman v Superman who like I have a huge dislike of Snyder. I went into that theater being like I get to see a new Batman movie. I hope this is awesome. I'm excited. <sighs> Didn't happen, but like I go in wanting to like anything I, I don't try and dislike it before i see something you want to t- can i tell you about this one time that i was like not thrilled about a movie going uh, about somebody directing a movie going in but i was like excited that a new movie was coming out and then i left the film and it was like i'll never fuck with this franchise again I you, oh, uh, you oh, could but we're out of time so we gotta go <laughs> yeah, like, i really appreciate oh, wrap up the episode like i don't i don't we don't want to get into it. how long has this gone on. I know you're gonna cut it down, but like, how bad are we at? Oh, right there's now? probably it's not gonna get too much cut out. But we're at three thirty right now. You've it's, got to we're... cut this into two episodes. No, it's gonna be one gorgeously you... long. Oh episode. my god! No, you, no. Like, you should almost cut it into like Batman Begins and Dark Knight, and it's just us saying we should talk about Rises now, and it's just not because pro- <laughs> it's at least an hour of just Rises, and then be like, hey, we should finally talk about uh, Rises now cut <laughs> see you next episode well I'll, I'll honestly i'll edit all of billy up so it'll, it'll probably be about two hours it's just gonna be <laughs> me agreeing to a voice that isn't there and you and i yelling at each other about mysteries <laughs> uh, um all right i guess uh i guess we can call it a night then all right well thanks for having me on guys this is fun I control her out there. Wow, shocking <laughs> So we really have been talking for a long time. Liz is very excited that we're finishing them. All right. All right, I'm Poet. I'm Billy. And I was Charlie. Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy podcast extravaganza. Tune in next time. Same bat champ. Did you stop? For what it's worth, it was a good one. I hadn't stopped recording. I told him he should cut it into two. It should be two. We'll, we'll, we'll see after I edit it. Bullshit. I do think it was really good. I thought, and it's funny you say that because one of my favorite podcasts, by the way, is something to wrestle with. Uh, and it's almost always like a two to three hour long podcast each week. I mean, I'm gonna listen to this damn show. No, I'm not saying that it should. I'm not saying that it should be though. I actually do think that you should cut it into two because I don't think anybody that listens to our show will want to listen to such a long episode. <laughs> yeah, no, like our fans are that dedicated. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna go and hang out with my pregnant wife. The baby's been moving. Where have you been? Has it, oh, by the way, my son kicked today. Nice. That's so sick. Nice. That's- Awesome. I, mean, I didn't get to feel it, but I'm told it was crazy. I bet. Well, we'll let you get to that. Uh, before you go, I do just want to toss out there. Charlie is a great boy's name. We've already picked a name. Thank you. His name is Booker. Uh, That's right. I saw that. That is an awesome name. Do you know? <laughs> good choice. It's funny you told him that Charlie's a good name. Do you know what name I Oh, about him being name? Batman? Yeah. No, I t- yeah, Liz is gonna, so we're going to do for Halloween, we want to dress him up as Batman, and I'm going to be Commissioner Gordon, and Liz is going to be female Bane. Hilarious, that'll be awesome. That's amazing. Um, I told him Peter, Peter Parker Houston would be a great name. Uh, actually, that would have been great. Thank you. Eat a dick, Billy. <laughs>